Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Christina. I'm Grace. I'm Mike. I'm Mary. We're here today to talk about reading goals. Oh, oh my God. Happy New Year, first of all. Yes. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. What are reading goals? How do people do them? Should you do them? That's what we're here to talk about. A reading goal is like a goal for how much you want to be reading. I mean, (laughs) it's like when you look up a definition of the word and it it uses like the word in the definition. (laughs) Yes. You could do like a weekly or a monthly or some people do. Some people are like, I want to read a chapter a day or 10 pages a day. That's a reading goal. Mm -hmm. But I think what we're talking about more now is that a lot of people, especially with the rise of like Goodreads and Storygraph, a lot of people set a goal for how many books they want to read in a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mike, do you set an annual reading goal? I have in the past. Mm -hmm. I did not set one for this past year, but I have in the past. And when I do set one, I generally reach it or exceed it. Nice. Cool. Grace, what about you? Do you set book goals every year or some years? Honestly, I I never have, which now that I'm thinking about it is unusual. I feel like that's something I would have done at some point, but no, I never have. That could be for a variety of reasons. Maybe I will. Maybe I will in 2023. Yeah. I mean, it's not too late. It's only three days into the new year. Yep. (laughs) Mary Payton, what about you? Do you set annual reading goals? No, not at all. I actually haven't done it either, Grace. So wow, yeah, really. solidarity. That's like a book nerd move because you just read. Yeah, and so that's it's like true. it's like when I was a kid and we would have to do reading logs for school. My mom would never ever pay attention. She's like, I know you're reading. Like yeah. I'm just gonna sign this. Yeah, right. me too. Except I would just forge my dad's signature. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's a weirdly easy signature to forge. So sorry, dad. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Dad. Um, Yeah, I feel like I was so obsessed with reading in the same way when I was younger, too. So, like, my mom couldn't get me to go to bed instead of reading. So there was no reason to for me to have to prove anything to her with a reading log. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do any of y'all set, like, smaller goals? Like, I was talking about, like, chapter a day. Like, do any of you set smaller goals like that? Even if it's not, like, for a whole year, but, like, from time to time. Yeah, I like to do... do like a chapter before bed or something like that or another type of goal I would I would do would be like if there's a certain genre I want to start reading maybe say I want to read like four books this year in that particular genre or something oh nice wow I didn't even think about that when I was um, writing these notes for this episode about like non- number goals yeah i just feel like i tend to stick to the same types of books so it's good to kind of get a little variety cool so i'm actually gonna just write that on the schedule right now for our um reading goals episode for next year reading goals so catch us uh january 2nd 2024 talking about reading goals genre (laughs) or author 
Okay, perfect. Thanks so much, Grace. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I um, make reading goals for myself maybe monthly or even weekly as far as like breaking things down in smaller pieces just because the year always feels a little overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. So and who yeah. knows what might happen during the year. Right. So if I know that I have a little bit more of a chill month, um, then I can set myself a reading goal. I set annual goals. I have for probably maybe the past like five years. Uh, I originally did it through Goodreads. Now I use Storygraph exclusively. And the number has gotten like higher and higher and higher until this year. For most of 2022, I was not working a nine to five. So I set a goal for myself of reading 100 books, which is by far the highest goal I've ever given myself. I think maybe in years past, it was like 30 yeah. Um, back in like college. Uh, so I think I've actually been doing this for maybe kind of a long time because college was <laughs> not five years ago. <laughs> but like back in college, I would be like 20 books a year because when you're reading textbooks and, and stuff like that's a especially getting like a literary degree. It's like, oh, man, 20 books. What a dream. Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, in 2022, my goal was 100 books and I crushed it. I read 100 books. Ah, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. Thank you so much hit the goal. I I did a lot of things in the name of hitting that goal. Like I intentionally skipped over thick books that I have on my TBR, like the, the Priory of the Orange Tree is like 800 pages. I was not reading that this year. I really want to reread the Starless Sea, which is like what, like six or 700 pages. Um, I was like not in 2022. So I did read like a lot of middle grade last year, a lot of shorter books to hit that 100 book goal. And I did some audio books as well. But I also do, I would like to read bare minimum a chapter a day, which if nothing else is usually before bed. I think that's really good for your brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it limits the phone time, I feel like. Yes. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, yes. So important. And um, then I do things like, like I just finished reading this book and I was so obsessed with it. And like, I it's it was 400 pages long. I was on page like 320 and like something happened. And I was like, I know that this is the beginning of the end of the book. Like I need to read 80 pages today because like I'm going to finish this book today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you get to that point in the book, you can't break it up. It ruins the ending for you if you try to do it in pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. ruins the energy, I, mm-hmm. which, you know, some people are fine with it. But like, for example, my husband We'll watch a movie. I'm like, we only have an hour before we have to go to whatever. And he's like, well, we'll just watch the first hour of the movie and then we'll watch oh. the rest later. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> I, you know, teach their own. <laughs> That's funny. I can't do that. Yeah. No, me neither. So what's the big deal with reading goals? Um, Grace, do you want to talk about the different places where people track their reading goals? Yeah, uh, I think we already mentioned a couple of them. Um, Storygraph. Goodreads, both are great options. It's a helpful tool, but you can also you can also use just regular old Excel or uh, Google Sheets to kind of keep count, and then it's a very easy way to keep track without having to download an app, I guess. But or, or I mean, if you want to just write it down, um, if you have a journal or something, that can kind of round out the whole experience. Maybe that's a really good opportunity to use one of those 15 empty, beautiful journals you have oh, sitting on your desk. I know that you do. People have, <laughs> people have been gifting them to you since you were six years old, and you have never been able to bring yourself to put a single pencil scratch inside any of them. 
because you're not good enough for the beautiful journal. Exactly. <laughs> but you are. <laughs> Give the journal a purpose. Why'd you have to attack us like that? <laughs> and maybe your recording of your, you know, books and the numbers and everything will spiral into actual journaling. And then you'll be <gasps> that person, which. That would be wow. so cool. That's Amazing. like when you really have your life together is if you journal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, can't relate to that. Me neither. I feel like a great way to uh, some people keep track these days is a little different. A lot of people will post on social media when they finish a book. Mm. Whether, whether like, Christina, you do this. I know you do this. Oh, yeah, but I don't use that to track my books. No, I know. But I feel like people, I feel like people could that way because then you can look back at the year and your book post. That's true. And they'll also show up in your memories. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, interesting. I do do that. I like to post... I post about all the pretty much all the books I read that aren't really disappointing. I mean, no, I post about all the books I read on Instagram in particular. And then I do like a monthly roundup on Facebook. And every time I do that, not to like brag, but like every time I do that, at least one random person that I haven't talked to in six years comes out of the woodwork and is like, thank you so much for posting about what you're reading. I bought blah, blah, blah because of you. You're making me really excited to read again. I know. So I'm literally doing that for my friends. Like I, if I can inspire you to read good books, that is my only dream in life. Hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Beautiful. So what, Mary Payton, like what are reading goals good for? Like what can a reading goal help you do? I'm glad you asked me this because my life is crazy as most people's lives are these days. Um, very busy. So a reading goal really helps to just prioritize reading. So I said that I don't make a reading goal for for the year usually, but I will do it for like the month or the week. And that way my I just keep I have it in mind that I want to reach this reading goal by a certain day. And so when I plan out my month or my week, um, I see free time as as um, reading time instead of just seeing free time as, you know, time to scroll through your phone or sit around or watch Netflix. Uh, It just helps prioritize reading above other things. Yeah. Very healthy way to do it, too, because I feel like, and this kind of goes into the flip side of it, which is, you know, how can reading goals maybe be not so good is, you know, Mary Payton, you mentioned that kind of breaking it down into bite-sized pieces is helpful for you. And I think that sometimes if you're not meeting your goal, you can feel like you're bad or you're not good enough and then you are beating yourself up for for not meeting a goal um Mm -hmm. so I think that the way you do it is a really healthy way yeah yeah it's important um definitely in my life and I'm sure in other people's too because you can turn reading if you're not careful you can turn reading into something that's not fun that feels more like homework um, yeah. more overwhelming. So it's important to do it in whatever way feels right for you so that you're not feeling too pressured. You just have that that priority, that that reading priority in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what reading goals are bad for, or like making yourself feel bad. Like that should not be the point of your reading goal, period. That's just something that I've honestly like fallen into that trap more than once for myself. That's why I've had reading goals some years and other years I've just had to abandon them because I've set too high of a goal or I was comparing myself to other readers who mm-hmm. read faster than I do or, or spend more time with a book. So I've actually like felt like a little bit of shame when I realized it's halfway through the year and I'm only a quarter of the way through my reading goal. 
So I've had to like realign that, that I'm supposed to be having fun with reading. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mike, can you talk a little bit about how people can set realistic goals? Oh yeah, sure. It's, it's one of those things that, uh, you have to be sure to set goals that fit your lifestyle first and foremost. You know, you have to be able to have time to set up, set aside for the, for the book. Um, it's also one of those things too, where be, be realistic about how long your phone time is and things along those lines that you can, you know, give up a little bit of phone time to pick up a book a little bit longer. Do you guys ever like find yourself like in bed, your books on your lap, but like somehow you've been on your phone for 10 minutes and then you're just like, I got, I got tricked again (laughs) by the phone. And then you pick up your book, but you're mad now. Yeah. I'm so guilty of that. Absolutely guilty of that. I'll even sit there and I'll read like memes that say, here's the ways to like get off your phone more, you know, (laughs) read 10, read 10 pages a day. Meanwhile, I scroll to the next video or the next (laughs) meme or the next post and I keep going and like I said, 10 minutes or an hour pass and I'm like, Wow, I my book is right here. Yeah. It's wild how much time can pass while you're doing nothing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's terrifying. Oh, and another way to set a realistic goal is to look at the reading goals you set for yourself in previous years and see the amount of stress they put on you, you know, how long it took you to reach those, if you exceeded them, if it was one that was, you know, realistically obtainable for you try that goal again if it was one that you just surpassed go for a larger goal you know and if it was one that you had trouble reading reaching and you stress yourself out about it just try a little bit smaller and then if you go over that amount then you can you know praise yourself for going over that amount yeah absolutely that so the reason that i set a 100 goal book last year is because i really wanted to prioritize reading. So it was like higher than I usually did, but like, I felt like it was a really sustainable pace for me. And throughout the year, I kept being like just about on track, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if I had ever just fallen like tragically far behind, I I probably would have changed that goal and been like, okay, I shot a little too high, but it was a fun challenge for me. Like kind of the whole time, you know, I was like, oh, OK, got to got to get I'm like one book behind. I got to catch up a little so, bit. Christina, did you set yourself up to like read a certain number of books per month to reach your goal or how did you do it? You should know better. I would never do that much math. OK. <laughs> <laughs> but like on Story Graph. Yeah. It tells you. First of all, because I'm trying to read 100 books this year, keeps that percentage it that that percentage really easy. Don't have to do any math. Yep. I've read 77 books. That's 77. <laughs> percent So I just kept an eye on that. That's, that's really the only why way. you picked 100. It, it is. I'm terrible <laughs> at math. <laughs> but yeah, I I just made sure that I stayed more or less on pace for the whole year. And sometimes I would go like three weeks without being able to read a book, and I would fall like. A couple books behind but then when I finally got out of that slump I would be like okay I'm gonna read like a couple middle grade books next yeah. to kind of catch back up so you were nice. doing you were doing silent math in your head without even thinking about yeah. it really well, you like fake math <laughs> it's real math Christina. I did less and now I need to do more okay. and that's math <laughs> I got you. yeah and I think that setting your, setting yourself a goal of 100 is amazing and not it might sound really overwhelming to our listeners you know, just because it's a hundred. I know that with my goals are usually closer to like two books a month. So I usually, and then I add one on to it. So I usually try to do like 25 books in a year. And those years I'll usually exceed that. 
because I'll sprinkle in some audiobooks to listen to on my commute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, audiobooks can really help if you're trying to read more. Oh, they yeah. really do. And like and I know that the years that I've exceeded my reading goals, it's been closer to like 30 to 35 books. Right. You know, but I've also had years where I've read two books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's just it just, you know, like I said, don't pressure yourself, just make sure you're still enjoying reading and, you know, and remember, yeah. it's fun. It's supposed to be yeah, fun. It's fun. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll also, especially if you hang out like on like Bookstagram or Book Talk, like you'll encounter people who read like 500 books a year. It's that bananas. blows my mind. Yeah. A lot of those people don't have jobs, <laughs> or they have reading jobs. Uh, we have reading jobs. Do you okay. feel like you read no, 500 I mean, books a year? Okay. I mean, reading jobs where you don't have certain books you're supposed to read, like a like a bookseller. Or someone who's in a in a reading environment but doesn't have to read other things. Something that we talk about a lot on in those communities on Bookstagram and BookTok and other bookish spaces is that like a lot of times people will be like, How the hell do you read five hundred books a year? Like I got this and I got that and like I could never and like there's no way you read that fast and like that's just rude. Like, you don't need right. to worry about, like, how other people are getting things done. I've seen a lot of discourse, like, in the comments on my Facebook book groups about, like, oh, my God, I've answered this question once. Like, please stop coming at me for how many books I've read. Oh my so, gosh. like, if there is someone in your space who reads, like, bonkers fast and, like, a lot of those people do audiobooks, they work, like, long shifts with audiobooks. You know, some people are just bananas fast readers. By the way, audiobooks count. A lot of people say yeah. they don't count. I'm like, that's what like is that? That's like a whole nother episode. Definitely. I know. I think that's, that's like silly. the most ableist thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. No, it's not, but it's pretty bad. But it's bad. It's, it's, it's pretty ableist. It's bad. So should you set a reading goal for yourself? I don't know, man. That's on. That's <laughs> up to you. <laughs> we can't answer that for you. Nope. Obviously, like, it's not a rule that people who like books have to do it. 75% of this episode chooses not to make annual reading goals you don't have to do it just because it's trendy just because people talk about it just because the readers around you are doing it like you don't have to do that ask yourself why are you considering setting a reading goal so like if you're reading a goal because you feel bad that you didn't read more last year boo if you're setting a reading goal because you're excited to try to read more Yes. Like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling a good feeling about it or a bad feeling about it? Ask your tummy. How are we feeling about it? <laughs> your tummy this? will tell you. Always consult your tummy when making any <laughs> reading decisions. Just be real with yourself about what you can do and set up a reading goal for yourself that's going to be fun and only slightly challenging. Like, it should, at the end of the day, be something that makes you feel good, not something you use to make yourself feel bad. Yeah. Boom. Mic drop. And that's Mike. how you book. Oh, so sorry. I'm just I was, getting ready to go. Ow! I was, I was gonna say, Mike, get on the floor. So good. All right, I'm so and sorry. And that's how you book. This episode was written by me, Christina Kahn, and also edited by me, Christina Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton. Please check out the show notes for a link to the accompanying blog post and visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at www.wildlingpress.com.